Afternoon, evening, good luck, everyone. Don't know when you're watching this, but it's welcome to the Sharp, the social hub of positivity here in the wonderful Henry Gate, here in the wonderful Chippenham town. Chippenham town! I have got someone I've known of and have associations with for many years now, but I was more than delighted to hear that amongst her many talents, she has become something of an author. So without further ado, I want you to meet this wonderful person, Lucy Whitfield. Come on, Lucy, how are you? Not bad, you? I'm very good, looking <laughs> wonderful. I love the brooch, I'm a, a brooch, not a brooch. What is the pendant? Because my wife is very keen for me to mention this. <laughs> it's a, it's smart jewellery. It's a, uh, it's actually a fitness tracker. Is it? Wow. So it tracks my uh, steps and any exercise I do, and it can track my sleep patterns and those sorts of things. Like you can wear it on your wrist and what? you can get it to your clothing. I just thought it was a really cool idea. That's a brilliant idea, but I thought it was just a beautiful piece of jewellery. Yeah. Sorry. It really is a beautiful well, piece of jewellery. Well, it's a beautiful. But who, 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 made, who made it? <laughs> what, what is it? Oh, it's right. It's yeah, a Croatian I think it's design. Croatian design. I think it's an American company. Right. But, uh, so they're called thing. Bella Beat. But, Bella uh, Beat. Well, yes. fair play to you, fair play to the Croatians. We're like a good Croatian around this household. <laughs> Am I right? Poor Um So, now I know you, as you know, we know each other from the folk festival. Yep. A beautiful year when you did that <laughs> Twisty Come Dancing thing. Yeah, Twisty Come we got, Yeah, exactly, which was hilarious. And then me and <laughs> Jess Wilkes did a few songs, which was a, I have to tell you, was a great honour for us to be able to play... Yeah. Because one of the great things about Chippenham, and there, and there are many great things about Chippenham, is the folk festival. It really is. It's it, the icing of the cake. Isn't it? Here. I yeah. think so. I think it brings in people from from far and wide, up and down the country. But the, as a town, you just see so many people that you know who come out and just get in amongst it. Yes. We're really lucky to have that. We're incredibly lucky. Yeah. It's such a good time. It's I, like my Christmas. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Now, is Bob Berry and all the good people still, and Dick, is Dick, Dick still around? Is he still? Uh, I think Dick has resigned finally after yeah. many, many years. Many, on, yeah. On, on the, uh, yeah, he's, he's no longer on the border. He's just stood down at the last AGM. Amazing. And guy. Bob quit uh, just before the pandemic started. So, yeah, they, that's, that is it. Yeah, and uh, we've had people, someone took over. Um, and yes, it's all uh, gearing up for next year thank, again. Thank so. goodness for that. Yes. Well done. It is absolutely, I think it is, it's fair to say, it's one of the jewels in the crown of of a of a community, quite unique for, for this area as well. It's known the country over, but it's, you know, great. So what's your role in that? Um, I run the schools day, mostly. Good. Yes, I get all the kids involved yeah. and, and run that. That's fantastic. Um, and occasionally you see me hopping up and down in the high street in a stupid apron. No, I don't mind. <laughs> but you also play lots of instruments as yes, well. Yes, I do. And your wonderful daughter, is she still playing instruments? Yes, she's working for her great sick clarinet. Wow, is she really? <laughs> yes. Oh, well done. That's yeah, fantastic. She's 14 now and having a way all well, the time. That's fantastic. Very good musician. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope she hope so. She's got no <laughs> much chance of not being around you, is she? <laughs> now, what also has uh, drawn my attention coming to our wonderful shared space, this hub of positivity, is seeing your books. <laughs> Do tell you wonderful thing. How did you get Would what's you like going to on? Shall yeah. I put, put Show them up to the camera? Yeah. So yes, my books. Uh, these are home produced, but pretty well produced, I think. Yeah. I used to work as a magazine designer as um, one That's of my nice. jobs I've done over, the, over many years now. 
Um, and I work as a local historian um, and a genealogist, but my special interest is women's history and pulling out stories of women's history that aren't necessarily about suffragettes because that's what everyone, everyone thinks, thinks of when they think of women's yeah. history and sort of women's lib and equal rights movement. Yeah. Um, but actually looking at what ordinary women who weren't fighting and for, for equal rights were doing at different yeah, times. Yeah, scientists, for instance, because there's, there's yeah. a lot of unheralded female scientists. Yes, there are. Know? In but, our country, yes. in our world. <laughs> well, yes, look at Rosalind Franklin. Yeah, that's, that, that's it. So, Rosalind, what, tell, tell other people who don't know about Rosalind. Uh, Rosalind Franklin actually discovered the structure of DNA, yeah. but she uh, didn't get credit for it. Um, at the two male scientists who'd also worked Got alongside Nobel her. Prizes. Yes, they won yeah. the Nobel Prizes, and yeah. uh, she lived in an era when she was probably wasn't able to speak up, and then I think she died of breast cancer really before this could be um, uh, be rectified really yeah. and, and be recognised. A bit like when um, when Mo Molum died of, yes. uh, of cancer yes. um, and when they celebrated the peace in Northern Ireland, she, yeah. ba she barely got a mention. Oh, she was, absolutely. She was huge about it, but not, yeah. not there yeah, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. not really being John mentioned. John Hume got it, didn't he? And, um, yes. and um, of course, dear old, uh, we will not turn back o'clock. <laughs> Ian Paisley. That's it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in town just for two weeks. But yeah, it's true, isn't it? Now, we have, and Priestley wasn't, Pre oh, he's a male, but, but, but who, who, who recently got a blue plaque? That, um, quite an influential person, was she not? Who, who is that person? The the most recent blue plaque that was put up in Chippenham is yeah. Florence Hancock. Right. And no, that's no, no relation to Matt, you'd be pleased to hear <laughs> No, uh, she's uh, she's commemorated on Westmead Lane, sometimes known as Factory Lane. Yeah. Um, the older citizens will know it as Factory Lane. Yeah. Um, and she was uh, first woman president of the TUC. Yes. And very involved in um, industrial history and union history. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, got a start in Chippenham. She grew up in what was effectively the Chippenham slums. We had two streets of slums here. Yeah. Um, poor housing, um, poor sanitation, those sorts of things. Yeah. And she rose out of that to uh, to lead a fight and be part of that. And was made a dame in 1951. In the wow. uh, and uh, yes, went on to do an awful lot. Um, so yes, she's commemorated. Um, on that blue plaque, the house she grew up in doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But they've put it on a house that would have been there at the time, a April's. bit further along. Yes, April's. April Barlow, a friend of this house. of this parish. <laughs> April and, and also Amelia Hanratty, who owns the other half. Uh -huh. So there's two halves of that, but yes, it's gone up to April's half. So but... two women own the different. I love it. That's yes, even better. I, uh, I actually researched the history of that house as part of this. Wow. Well, you, might, you might well be a treasure trove for our young people at Can Do because we are researching Chippenham in the time of the Civil War. Mm. So we'll have a little side conversation. Yes. I'm intrigued. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell us about your wonderful books. Well, we mentioned Florence, Florence Hancock. Yeah. And this is volume three of the books. And it, one of them has got Mary Harding in it, who was actually Florence's mum. Wow. So really? I looked at, yeah. um, I'm, I'm quite interested in women that haven't ended up 
being their praises sung, yeah. they sort of fly under the radar a bit. Yeah. Um, and who who helped make these women the more pop, the, the more prominent women yeah. and brought them up? Yeah. So Florence's mum was an obvious choice to go and look for for someone local. Yeah. And it turned out she was one of the earliest Mormons in Wiltshire. Wow. Uh, there was an early Mormon meeting down at Steeple Ashton near Trowbridge, and her parents were really involved in that. She was the daughter of her father's third wife, I think. There were four in the end. Wow. Um, well, Mormons at that time embraced polygamy. Yeah. So these there were quite a lot of women around, and I think he married the next wife with almost an indecent haste. Uh, uh, Good uh, 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 Lord. Good Lord. Certainly for the time. Yeah, yeah. But I think they probably faced quite a lot of persecution because it was quite unusual yeah. um, non conformist religion at the time. Yes, yeah, So yeah. Mary. It started in the States, wasn't it? Yes. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Yeah, Joseph Smith. Um, 1820s, I think. Yeah. But by 1840s, it was starting to but spread they, a bit further they around. Utah, Salt Lake in that area, yeah. Yes. They started somewhere in, I think it might have been Pennsylvania, and then moved. They moved, that's right. Yes. They found that, that. Only because I'm quite intrigued. I, <laughs> we, used to have, we used to have different religious people come to our shared house back in the day in Canterbury Street. Just because, yeah. you know, I, I was indoctrinated into the sort of Roman Catholic Church, and we all know where that went. So um, <laughs> I'm intrigued. So I'd like to, I used to have priests, and we had Mormons coming over to explain. And it's interesting where the, the point where you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you go, Really though, <laughs> like yeah. they said to us about finding those metal. Yeah, the gold plates. The gold plates things. I'm going. That were what? hidden behind a curtain, what? and yeah. he could only read them out to his wife. Yeah, yeah. Can only hidden right there. It does make so, you raise a few eyebrows. Exactly. So I went. So when these Mormons bless them, bless anyone that that's trying to help and whatever. But you know, come on, think about outside the box. Uh, read some books. Um, but they come to the house and they were talking about that, and I was like, wow. I thought, well, I've been indoctrinated by the Catholics, so. I've worked out at a very young age that they were what, what they were up to, Ooh. and thinking that this might be true, and and this that you know instead of the Ten Commandments or these tablets of whatever, I was just intrigued, and then it got to this point. I said, "Wow, those gold things! Well, they're amazing. Where are they now? Oh, they were lost. Were they?" And I, everyone in the room just went, uh, "Thought we had the weren't proof." They, weren't they reburied? Something. Well, yeah, something happened like to that. him. Yeah. Something happened to him. Put it this way: you can't see the you can't see the proof. Not that, but it's just one of those things, you know. Anyway, back to you. First, yeah. One of the first Mormons, bless yeah. her. So she she decided not to go into the Mormon church. She married a local weaver and ended up having, in Trowbridge, and ended up having a load of kids with him. And yeah. quite a lot of them died before they were um, really only a few months old. I mean, we're talking real poverty, yeah, yeah. Um, industrial uh, town at that time. Um, eventually, the husband died too. Um, and then she had another baby that wasn't his. Um, she, he was born 13 months after the husband had died. So mathematically, it's a bit of an impossibility. But he, she, he was named after um, the husband who had died. Yeah. And she ended up in the workhouse at Semington. Right. Yeah, um, right. Which is where wow. Trowbridge people ended up if they were going to go to the workhouse. Yeah. And she got herself out um, yeah. and came up here and took up with Jacob Hancock, who was living in Factory Lane and right. was eventually Florence's dad. Yeah. Um, and she had children with him, but at least two daughters were still in the workhouse. Wow. So they were wow. left there and eventually came back up here. 
Um, she was quite politically minded. She apparently would heckle political speakers, and Jacob Hancock took. Um, I can't think anyone why anyone would do that because you know. For, for, <laughs> for time immemorial, politicians have been. I mean, look at our modern politicians. They're such paragons of virtue. And, yeah. yeah, carry yeah. on. This was a rotten, rotten borough as well, Chipman. It was, yes. Yeah, it, it was still quite is. a lot. Yeah, carry um, on. And yes, so she, ended up, so she ended up having more children here. Um, if you add hers to Jacob's, between them they had 20 children, which is going at it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all of them survived. There was, yeah. It's still a big family. And yeah. then she died in 1909, I think it was. Um, but she had breastfed while still at the at the loom in the in the wow, clock factory. She was, yeah, she was still working all the way through. Wow. Um, so quite a character. And I've paired her with um, Isabella Langhorn. Right. Who, so right. I've, I've tried to do sort of con contrasting stories of different women in that one. So Isabella was very privileged. Yeah. She came from um, a quite a, a moneyed clergyman who had um, been in Somerset yeah. and who had lost her mum at birth and then her father died when she was very small. Yeah. And um, she was taken in as a ward by... Um, a woman called Katerina, who eventually married into the family that owned Monkton Park House. Right. Oh, wow. So she grew up there wow. as, a as the adopted child at Monkton House. Um, and then in her, um, yes, early adulthood, she ran off with uh, her, fa her adoptive father's brother and married him. Adopted <laughs> uncle, basically. Yes, effectively. Well, she ran off with yeah, her yeah, adoptive uncle. Yeah. They lived in St Mary Street. There's a big house down there. His name was Abraham. It, it, it echoes the it echoes Moncton House in terms of style. Right. So Moncton House is behind it, just the other side of the river. Yeah. And there is this big house. It's now, I think, River House on um, on, on St, St Mary, Mary Street. Street yeah. It's divided into flats. It's there. That was her house. He was a clothier. He had works in the back down by the river yeah. and everything else. And that's how he made his money. Um, they never had any kids. But then um, Katerina went mad. What? She um, yeah. basically had some mental health problems, yeah. um, and uh, yes, was uh, was taken into asylum. And her husband, whose name was Edridge, um, the um, they uh, he put put her in some sort of care asylum, which Isabella wasn't happy with. So she fought to bring her out and got her out and, um, right. and looked after her, particularly after Esme Edridge died. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, she was able to bring Katerina out and care for her herself. Yeah. And then they lived, she went over and lived at Box. Right. So um, she's alongside there. So each of these, so this, is there, am I right in thinking that there's four volumes? There's four volumes at the moment. I have the potential moment, wow. to do, do more. many, yeah, many yeah. more. All based around Chippenham, women? Yes, wow, women, these, are, these are the women of Chippenham. Um, I have stories, because I work as a women's historian, I have yeah. stories from all over the country. Wow. Um, but obviously, because I live here, I have a special interest in here. Yeah, no, that's and I perfect. want to reunite people in Chippenham with yeah. their own history, history and how the town worked. Yeah. Yeah. So within here, I've got, the ta I've got various tales of landladies yeah. um, who owned the pubs and people yeah, who yeah, ran yeah. schools and shops yeah. and those sorts of things. It's ever been thus though, isn't it, that women really run the show, don't they? Yes, I think so. Which is it, true. It, yes. It is true. I know that people think I'm trying to be mildly whatever. I ain't. Uh, I've known it for years and, you know, the sooner most males get onto this, they're realising, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on here, we would be, it, we would be finished mm. as a species. Not because of procreation. <laughs> I'm not about just how the brain appears to work and what we respond to and what we're pre- do you know mm. what I mean? Pre-designed yeah. to, to respond. And I think that, that women seem to have had 
and hence they've been uh, um, persecuted mm. throughout history, actually, um, hence witches and stuff. I mean, yes. think of that as a... Yeah, very much. I've not found a witch trial here yet, though. It's on the, it's on the wish list. Well, I'd love yeah, to yeah. go on a witch trial. It's my wish, witch <laughs> list. Witch <laughs> list? The witch list? Oh, the witch list. Yes, it's my wish list on the witch list. Translate that when you've had a few witches. I just read the other day something I thought was really important. Like, it said, stop calling it like burning witches, call it burning women. Yes. Because when yeah. you say witches, witches it's like, exactly right. Yeah, that, when when that's, that's when interesting. That yes. it's, well, women. it's quite often it's wise women and educated women, yeah. women, women who have some knowledge. Who, Scientists who of some people sort. are scared of because yeah. they don't understand what they know. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's still going today. When people are scared of what they don't know or don't understand, they'll yes. do anything to destroy the reputations or anything else. Am I right, everyone? I certainly yeah. am. Would you, would, so you, there's four of these, you're going to do some more. Do yeah. you ever do tours? Um, I do talks. Yeah. Um, I generally talk to, um, so far, women's institutes yeah. and family history societies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done a bit of work with after-school clubs around um, cooking historically, so Perfect. making food that people in the old days would have eaten. Right. Kids, kids love that. Yeah, yeah. So we could um, do that. With, what about the Civil War time? Um, I've stuff? got recipes from that that era. Yes. Perfect. You know what we're going to be doing that can do then, don't you? With, with this lady <laughs> working, I want to have the real historical experience, so the smell, the taste, as exactly. far as possible, and then realise what young people of your age had to do back in the day in the same area. Mm. So the Civil War, there's lots of buildings that are still around from that time. So it's tumultuous. what's that? I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> right, listen, we've got, so you're gonna get more of these coming out. So we'd like to Thank keep you. re, yeah, of course. Yeah, but definitely. we'd like to think, I think you should do tours. I think it'd be fascinating, <laughs> healthy, yeah. To go just just when you when you when I'm lucky I knew where you were talking about and I was thinking yeah okay so you saw her the hard the um Moncton house and then the one in Mary Street thinking wow and then if you had pictures that show what it looked like in the time I just it just yes. came alive for me there's a I did a women of history video yeah. back um, about eighteen months yeah. ago for the museum where I did actually go and stand in various locations. Perfect, there and you talk go. About that's, them. So that's, that's still available. I just thought that'd be nice. I think yeah. people would quite I would, happily, once I would a quite month. like to do that. Right, yes. well, okay, so we'll, we'll share the profits. Um, <laughs> you you book, the, so they meet you at the Angel for the sake, outside the Angel, or here, I don't care where they meet you, but they, this would just be a lovely walk. And then to have, each time you go to this destination, you have you tell yes. you uh, tell us what happened there. Mm. So let's try and do a dummy run, and maybe we'll film you doing it. I'm being yeah, serious. I think it's a lovely idea. The other thing I was going to say, isn't it funny, because did you see the uh, beautiful uh, um, poppy display that the four, yes. the four uh, Women's Institute organisations did? Yes. Now, if that's I've not... I've Fusion Bells and I've talked yeah. to Harden Hewish. Yeah. So, the, yes. the, the, the idea as a symbol, now, whatever people think, and I'm totally against violence and I'm totally against war, mm. so people might say, well, why did you have the, the display in your shop? A, because it's in the centre of the town and lots of people pass it. Mm. B, I think you always honour the dead, you honour the soldiers that are, uh, are, for whatever reason, and we could go into history uh, about justification for war, there haven't been that many. Mm. Um, so, and my father was in the military, my grandfather, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. and my, my brother. My, yeah. my grandparents too. When you look at, their, look at their, what they were put through, and I mean put through, because it was no, no excuse most of the time, you kind of think, well, I'm going to stand and respect those people, those Definitely. ones that never made it back on the 11th. I'm not going to glorify royalty and all the infrastructure that sent them because I don't, I, I know mm. it doesn't exist as a, a moral thing. So why would I? However, 
the symbol of the the work that they combined to do mm. and allowed us all to sort of like be reminded i have to say it was a really touching and i know that my friends here a lot of my ex-military were absolutely de delighted mm. to have such a thing and i kind of like the idea that you come across it in a shopping center I mean, yeah. it's like all the art in here. It's like people go, wow, this is amazing. Wouldn't expect it. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, kind of, that's why it works. Yes, there's other things that go on, these talks and there's these workshops, of course, and lots of mental health discussions. But people like yourselves doing amazing things, sharing knowledge, yes. bringing it, bringing it yeah. to life. Because you're right, it just, you walk past all these places, you think, well, that's interesting. I wonder what that was. What that was. The yes. Kandu building, do you know what that was? That was a cigarette factory. There you go. There you go. She's good. <laughs> She's too good. Right, we're going to revisit this then. Yes, if definitely. you want to do that tour of, of your mm. historical walks, we'll film it. Good Right? Yeah. We'll film it. We'll, we'll it. just work it out how it would work. And we will then work out the thing. Now, and we'll come up with the next next set of books. Yes. Anything else you want to say before we go? Um... When's the folk festival? Tell me <laughs> When's the folk festival? Folk festival next year is in May. Always the last bank holiday right. in May. And if any school teachers or people connected to schools, primary schools, if they wanted to get your services to, to help them get involved in that, for instance, definitely get get in contact with you. Yes, they can get in contact Lucy, with me at, or um, through the Folk Festival office. Yeah, you're a wonderful person. I want to thank you on behalf of everyone in Chippenham. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs>